Welcome to Soul Food, a podcast ministry of Calvary Chapel, Princeton, West Virginia. Um, since we have a uh, interesting crowd, I uh, thought I'd start with a little joke because you know Bill Bill tends to do that, and I tend not to. So <laughs> to lighten the mood, there were two first graders leaving Sunday school one day and. Uh, the one asked the other, do you really believe that business about the devil? And, uh, to which the, the one responded, no, I think it's like Santa Claus. It's really your father. I'll let you. Th- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hope. Um, <laughs> I heard that earlier and I thought, uh, that's a good starter. Well, <laughs> let's just jump into Luke chapter 2, the Christmas story. It came about in those days that a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that a census be taken for all the inhabitants of the earth. This was the first census taken while Quirinius, the governor of Syria, uh, and all were proceeding to register for the census, everyone to his own city. For the world, it's a stressful time. Taxes are coming due. There's anxiety in the air. The empire is in an uproar. And it's a lot like most of our lives today. Yet in the midst of the chaos, God is at work. And that's something we need to remember, even especially now, that it doesn't matter what's going on in the world. God's at work. And he is doing something special. Verse 4 says, Joseph also went up from Galilee, from the city of Nazareth of Judah, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and family of David in order to register along with Mary, who uh, was engaged to him and was with the child. Today, that journey takes about two hours because, uh, you know, we can go real fast. It's about 150 miles around the mountains. It's about 70 miles as the crow flies. Um, for them, this journey could have taken as much as 10 days. That's a significant trip on a donkey for a pregnant woman about to give birth. Uh, so it was, it was challenging. Their relationship was, uh, I'm sure challenged in that time. They had already gone through this this challenge of you're pregnant and we haven't been together. And it says they're engaged. In that culture, it required consummation for marriage. And that had never happened. And so there was a very special situation. Matthew 125 says that he kept her that way until she gave birth. And that tells me something about the man. He had integrity with his with his bride to be, and that's one of the reasons God chose him. Verse six says it came about that while they were there, the days were complete for her to give birth, and she gave birth to her first son, uh, and she wrapped him in clothes, swaddling clothes most of you say, and laid him in a manger 
because there was no room for them in the inn. Now, you would think, this being their ancestral home, that they would have family there who take them in. But the reality is they didn't have anybody in the uproar of all the chaos. They were overlooked and abandoned to an overrun inn. And the reality is there was nothing, nobody really cared about this little child. Nobody cared about a pregnant woman in the chaos of the world. And the reality is this morning there are people in exactly that same situation. That they're overlooked, they're discontented, they're frustrated, they're lost. And that's, that's where they were. That's the situation that God decided to come into, the lost world, to a family that was overlooked, a family that was barely even a family. Yet, there in the middle of this city, this small town, you have Jesus in the house of bread, and nobody really realizes. And that's a reality even today. There are people that don't even realize. They're too worried about Santa Claus and gifts and a whole different message. And they're lost. As they were at this time. And the question you have to ask is, how would they have known? How could they know if nobody told them? And that's our call. That's where we need to be. How would people know? And God had a remedy for that. So we'll see in verse 8. And in the same region, there were some shepherds staying out in the fields and keeping watch over their flocks. Just a bunch of guys doing their daily job. That's where God meets us. He meets us in our daily experience, not in other things. He meets us where we are. He says, these sheep, these shepherds sitting through the darkness in the wee hours of the morning, the rest of the world is fast asleep, oblivious, and they're keeping guard over sheep. And it's very possible that these are sheep that are going to be sacrificed for the sins of the people there. And Christ is about to change the whole dynamic of these sheep's lives. Yeah. This flock's lives? Yeah. The shepherd's lives. Their whole job is going to be changed. Within a hundred years, temple's destroyed. No more sacrifices. That's, that's crazy to think about. God took their job away from them, yet he did it through a message. And he made them messengers. 
Verse 9 says, The angel of the Lord suddenly stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them. And they were terribly frightened. And the angel said to them, Don't be afraid, for behold, I bring you good news, great joy, which shall be for all people. For today, in the city of David, there's been born for you a Savior who is Christ the Lord. How's that for a a way to deliver a message? (laughs) Angels standing in front of you. What better way to bring this? And what better way to start? Stop worrying. Stop being anxious. Stop your fear. I got something exciting for you. The message of the gospel should do that for you. It should bring you out of the fear and chaos of the world because that is not where God is. He is Prince of Peace. That's what he's bringing. It is to be a message of great joy. A Savior has been born, not just any Savior, one for you, he says to these guys. And in the same way, it's for us, one for us. Christ, the Messiah, the Lord, the King of kings, the Lord of lords, King of glory, that's good news. He's come. And it's good news, especially for us this morning. It's the kingdom of God fully realized. And that's our prayer for you, that that is really fully realized in you. Romans says the kingdom of God is righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. Isn't that the kind of kingdom you want to be in? where behavior is right. It's not just messed up. It's not self-centered. It's based on love. Righteousness, where there's peace in your life, not just wild insanity, because that's what he is. He's the prince of and joy in the Holy Spirit the experience of him filling you with joy unspeakable joy that we just sang about that has nothing to do with everything else that is beyond our comprehension that's where we need to be that's where he's come to bring you to to bring unspeakable joy in your life. When everything else seems chaotic, when everything else seems stressed, that's the message. And it's for you today. And that's exciting. That's what we need to be focusing on this morning. And after receiving this message, what happens to their lives? They're never the same. And that's really what I want to focus on this morning. Verse 12, 
this will be a sign for you. You will be, you will find a baby wrapped in clothes, swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. Now, for normal people in our society today, when you read a bright light shone around you, an angel suddenly appears, first thought is, these guys are just hallucinating. They are tripped out. They're oblivious. They're like, what is going on? And so the message has to be confirmed. He says, this is not a hallucination. In the future, in a moment, when all this is over, you are going to get a confirmation that what I am telling you is true. And what's the message? You are going to find a child lying in a manger, lying in a feeding trough. It's probably a much better way to think about it. What do these shepherds do? They take their sheep to the feeding trough. And he's like, you're going to find a baby there. What are you talking about? This is crazy. And the message in and of itself is crazy to any normal sane person. And verse 13 says, Suddenly there appeared with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among men who he is pleased. That would flip me out, I'm sure. But having received the message, they're given this glimpse into the heavenly realm. That there is something else happening in the midst of the world. What we see is not really what's happening. There is a whole different realm going on. There is a realm of beings proclaiming peace to the earth. throughout the earth, specifically peace among men and goodwill to them. People with whom he is, that is God, is pleased. Now, I think you have to ask the question, is God pleased with all people? Hebrews says he's not. Hebrews 11 says, without faith, it is impossible to please God. For he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who seek him. So this peace is only receivable through faith. Trusting that God is who he says he is and does what he says he's doing. Romans 5 says we are justified by faith. We have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. But Hebrews said we have to seek him. And that's just what the shepherds are called to do. Go and find this baby that I'm talking about. And we're called to the same thing. Seek out the Lord. While he may be found, today is the day.
of your salvation. Verse 15 says, It came about when the angels had gone away from then into heaven that the shepherd began to say to one another, Let's go straight to Bethlehem then and see this thing that's happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they came in haste and found their way to Mary and Joseph and the baby as he laid in the manger. I love the fact that there's no if here. Uh, if this is true, let's go search. Let's, let's, let's go find out if there's any truth here. No, it is an act of faith immediately. They believed and they sought the Lord, trusting that they would find exactly what they were told they were going to find. That's where we need to be. And they did it with an urgency, an excitement. That's what it means to seek the Lord with urgency and excitement that he's going to do something in your life. Because he's already begun. He's here to do something. You've heard. And the question is, have you believed? Are you seeking the Lord with urgency, just like these shepherds? Or is this message still something a little unbelievable? And I think we all need to ask ourselves that. Because sometimes we look at it and we think, what am I doing? Is this really real? Because God calls us to trust him and seek him with urgency. Have you found the Savior? Has it left you with this response? What did they do? Verse 17, when they had seen this they made known the statement which had been told them about the Christ. They had found, confirmed the truth of the message, and now their job was clear. They weren't told by Christ to do anything. Their spirit confirmed it, and they said, I need to go tell everybody else. When you have an interaction with Christ, that is the response. I need to tell other people. Because this is what it's done to me. It's changed who I am. And the message that is in my heart. They were now messengers taking the message of the gospel of Christ. Once you were seekers, now you're called to be proclaimers. Your job is now to go. Do what he's called you to. What's the last thing Jesus says? Go. Make disciples. Build people up to be followers of truth. To be administers of love and grace and compassion. Verse 18 says, And all who heard it wondered at these things which were told to them by the shepherds. You can be a wonderer or you can become the means to bring wonder to the world. These shepherds 
had a job to take care of a bunch of sheep. And now he says, you're going to be shepherds of men. See the same thing with a bunch of fishermen. He says, I'm going to take your job and I'm going to change it into a new dynamic. Your job is now relating to people. And the reality is that's what should happen to each of your jobs. Your, whatever your, your living means are, it should be transformed into a new life. For builders, you're now building up the body. For accountants, you're taking care of the funds of God. Because all of it's his. Take whatever job you have, apply Christ, be transformed. That's what he wants. That's what he's doing to the world. We're not to be just hearers. We're to be doers of the word. Calling those around us in the context of our daily lives think about to confront the message of the gospel the good news the kingdom of God is here today whether you realize it or not whether you're asleep at home or you're in the field taking care of the flock the kingdom is present Matthew 1:20 says it is he who will save his people from their sins. What's the purpose of Christ? How has he saved you from your sin? That is such a packaged statement. You know, I've thought about that all week. Yes, he redeemed me from the curse of sin. But he changed my life so that there were things that I would have done if I was not a Christian that were clearly sin. And he saved me from the destructiveness of who I could have been and would have been without the gospel. And that's what he wants to do for all of us. And that's what he should. That's our reaction to what the gospel is, a changed life. This is what we're celebrating today. The transformation of your life through the king. And if that's not your celebration today, you've missed it. That's the whole point. You know, this was originally a winter solstice celebration. And the reason the church kind of took it over was because the message does relate. It is the darkness come to light. And that's what's happening. The darkest day becomes the lightest and it grows and grows and grows. 
And that's how the gospel is supposed to react in your life. It's the growth of the light in you. And that's your call, to be the proclaimer of heaven, the proclaimer of salvation today. Verse 10 says, Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. The message of Jesus is a treasure to be pondered. It is to be hidden in your heart. And we can never fully comprehend the depth, the the breadth, the height, the glory. So we should never stop pondering that. There's so much more. He's God. He's well beyond what we can even imagine. So don't stop. Don't stop seeking to understand what he's created, much less who he is. That's what we're called to. Explore who he is and what he's given us. to hold tight to him and treasure him in our heart. A lot of people are going to receive all kinds of treasure this morning, but none so sweet as Christ. That should be your most celebrated treasure today. It's the changed life that you have given. Verse 20 says, the shepherds went back and glorified and praised God for all that they had heard and seen, just as has been told them. As you go out from here today, may that be your heart. Glorifying and praising God. Because He is doing something in your life. Jesus is Lord, and he's calling you to be his messenger today. Not just to sit around and think about him, but to go and proclaim him. To be transformed into his image. To bring great joy to all the people around you. Because he's put you in the lives of multiple people so that you can be that messenger. Are you doing it? Is that your heart? And if it's not, I I challenge you to ask why. Has he really changed you? I challenge you today start seeking him that he will change you father we thank you for what you have done for all you have done all you are we praise you for this day just to celebrate your birth your life image of you, the invisible God, revealed to us in human form. 
just glorify you today. We praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Revive, repair,